Hello, hello, and happy Wednesday. I'm Danielle Leilani, founder and CEO of Leilani Weddings, an award-winning and published wedding planning, design, and lifestyle brand serving California, New York, Hawaii, Mexico, and Costa Rica. I'm also the founder and CEO of The Batch Box, the only party-in-a-box decor kit, blogger and lifestyle personality behind DanielleLani.com, and of course, a mentor and source of inspiration, hopefully, for brides, planners, and badass babes like you who think big, want to live boldly, and make it fucking happen. And this is the Leilani Method. If you're new here, welcome, welcome. Over on my other social media accounts, I've had a lot of new followers, so hello if you're new and if you're returning. Thank you for coming back. I've not been active on this podcast because I've just been in my head and I've just been I've just been feeling my humanness and what that means for me right now is comparison and being hard on myself and not giving myself the grace and the patience I deserve and also forgetting where I've come from and it's just really annoying. So I preach all the things that I need to take. I take I need to take that advice. So but I think that's normal. I think that's totally normal and going to be expected, especially if you're a woman who is always looking towards building herself, building her companies, becoming a better woman. I feel like that's normal to feel like ebbs and flows and lulls and kind of feel roller coaster of emotion sometimes. And I think that's fine. We all have our days and it's important. I have been so good recently at really understanding my feelings and understanding my emotions and like giving myself the permission to feel human and be like, if I want to lay down for 10 minutes and like go into my childlike five-year-old self and like kind of throw a tantrum by myself and (laughs) I'm not like throwing things and yelling but like if I want to like go under the covers for five minutes because I'm just so frustrated and I want to like throw my laptop out the window like that's okay and I've learned that to like almost find amusement in those moments and then be like I know this is gonna pass just just be in it just be in it go through it so you can come out the other side and then inevitably within pretty quickly usually like 10-15 minutes even uh five minutes sometimes I'm ready to get on get on with it so that's been really empowering it's also been really empowering to give myself certain days to feel more like human and not like a machine like I I think I've told you guys before there are literally years where I worked 12 to 14 hour days on my laptop non-stop eight on average like one meal a day just was not taking care of my body, mind, spirit. I was just grinding. And in many ways, I always say that that was beneficial because I was able to like take the fast track to getting my business to where I wanted it to be. But I definitely wouldn't teach that way or I wouldn't recommend that that way to do it because it definitely wasn't the healthiest. Um, So it's nice now being able to feel like I give myself permission to to not do that anymore. Like if I don't want to answer a text message, I'll answer text messages within three or four days now, especially if it's not work related or it's not super pressing. Same with emails. Spending, I've realized spending the same amount of time on your self-care and your rest, whether that's your skincare routine or your morning routine, making your coffee in the morning. For me, it's taking a walk, going to yoga, that skincare routine, you know, 
spending as much time on those things are just as important as spending on your business and your wedding planning if you're a bride or on your work in any capacity or your responsibilities even if you're a mom or a wife or a caretaker. It doesn't matter. Just spending time on your personal self and self-care, I feel like, is just... And I've realized it's just as important as spending time on your work and your business and growing that side of things. So today's episode is a little bit more geared towards my brides, but as always, I try to kind of make it so even if you're not a bride, if you're a boss babe, you can listen to this. And even if you're one of my guy followers, you can also kind of get something from this. Um, And especially if you're a groom, right, too. Um, And that is the topic of why wedding planning doesn't need to be and shouldn't be so stressful. And I'm excited about this one today because I feel like there's so much psychology behind wedding planning and what it means to be a bride and what it means to be planning a wedding. And the truth is it should be a joyous time. It should be a fun time. That is why I've created a lifestyle brand through Leilani Weddings where we celebrate not only the wedding day, but the amazing events and celebrations leading up to it. So whether that's looking and feeling your best and trying a new skincare routine, trying a new health regimen, doing a cleanse, getting facials and massages regularly, starting to go to yoga, starting a meditation practice, or to fashion, picking out your amazing outfits that you'll be wearing leading up to the day and for the day of, you know, just really becoming whole and your best self and mind, body, and spirit while celebrating this time, arguably the most exciting time of your life as a woman being engaged. Um, And I just feel like there's so much stress around being a bride and automatically it's like a radar goes off. I'm engaged. Now I have to like turn the stress button on and like it just doesn't have to be that way. And so I have five kind of topics to go through that support this. As we head into wedding season, it's now April. So we are full spring, full swing into spring, which is wedding season here, especially here in Southern California. I wanted to hit this topic. So number one on my list is give yourself ample time, but not too much time to plan your wedding. Hear me out. So before COVID, I always said, I even wrote a blog post on this, nine to 12 months is a sweet spot for planning your wedding. And people looked at me like I was crazy, like, oh my gosh, do I need like a year and a half? Do I need two years? There's several reasons why this is, this is my theory. And let me preface this by, it's kind of funny because I, I would say, obviously, with this the upswing, I think we're at like a 40% increase in weddings this year because of what's happened with the pandemic. Despite that, I feel like I have gotten more inquiries this year for short-term bookings. I don't know what that, why that is, maybe you guys have just been waiting. <laughs> You're like ready to get it done. Um, or maybe you've just kind of, yeah, kind of just been in limbo and then you're just saying, fuck it, let's go for it. Um, but I, I like that because it, it makes me feel like there's maybe less fear around the timing of your wedding because you know, I do have or have had some clients spend 12 to 18 months, even two years on their wedding planning. And it's just too long. There's too much time to spend more money because it's over a longer span of time. Kind of, you you lose control over the budget, lose control of the budget a little bit. And then also 
seasons change, styles change, trends change. And of course, you may not want your wedding to be like super trendy or whatever, but you're going to fall in love with something this year that you might not necessarily love as much next year. That goes for your decor, that goes for your dress. So keeping it timely, keeping it quick, going with your gut, not overthinking all these decisions. There's endless wedding vendors out there with Pinterest, with Instagram, with the Knot, Wedding Wire, all of these platforms. There is a shit ton of resources. You're going to get bogged down. You're going to get overwhelmed as it is. So don't don't draw it out, especially with TikTok. And I'm going to touch base on that a little bit more. Like there's just so much wedding content. So you don't want to get bogged down with all of that. So keep it short and sweet. Give yourself ample time and not too much time. Nine to 12 months is a sweet spot. And yeah, obviously it's COVID time. So I will say from a professional standpoint, you do want to keep in mind, you know, if you have a very specific date and a very specific venue in mind, you want to keep that at top of mind, obviously when booking, but if especially, and I've seen this a lot within, this is the trend with brides, like they're very flexible on where they want to get married and the date, even the season. So if you're flexible, six to nine months is perfect. We have like three clients this year where we are planning their entire wedding within six months. So keep it short and sweet. Number two on my list is be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. (laughs) There's so much to say about this. Okay. Number one, be honest with yourself when it comes to your budget. I get it. Weddings are expensive and I get it. A lot of times money is already an interesting kind of weird, awkward, uncomfortable topic to many people, right? But when it comes to your wedding, be honest with yourself. Be honest with your budget, set a budget, and own it. If your budget is 50% less of what you wish it was, be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself if, you know, what you're pinning on Pinterest, what you're saving on Instagram isn't necessarily what you're able to do at the end of the day. Because if you hire the right people, they're going to make your vision come to life. Even if that is a little bit adjusted, even if that is a little you know, less lavish than you initially anticipated. Just be honest with yourself. I hear so many brides say, oh, I don't want, I don't want to feed like my guests a full plated meal. Like they don't need a full plated meal. It's like, I mean, I hear you, but like, are you really being honest with yourself? And you could be, you could be, but I think in many cases or I don't really like flowers. I just, I want greenery. I don't like flowers. I mean, that could be true, but I'm just inviting I invite you to be honest with yourself and and reframe it because that whole mindset shift is going to make this process so much more enjoyable and so much more fun because if you're just like constantly in this state of scarcity and lack, it's not going to make this this thing fun and it should be. Okay, also be honest with your preferences. Don't try to be somebody that you're not. There's so much content out there. Like I said, there's so much, I can't stress that enough, so much wedding content out there and it's literally growing every day. But be honest with yourself and your preferences. If you are not a girly girl and you are not into white roses and peonies and florals hanging from the ceiling, don't, and there's a lot to this, but don't like, don't think that that's what you need to have a beautiful wedding, for example. And you might not know what you want, right? If you are the girl and that is another kind of branch of that. If you're the girl who hasn't been dreaming about her wedding forever and really doesn't know what she wants, don't feel like you have to like subscribe to that bridal culture and almost like that bridezilla. I don't really believe in the term bridezilla, but like that quote unquote bridezilla culture to like 
feel like you need to be like this demanding person who needs like these peonies when you've like never liked a peony or had a peony on your kitchen table like in your whole life does that make sense so be honest with your preferences don't try to be somebody you're not don't try to be a comparison comparison don't compare yourself to your friend's wedding don't compare yourself to these girls weddings on social media you do you boo also be honest with yourself in terms of your groom there are some grooms and I will say that more and more grooms are being involved getting involved in the planning process which I love to see but it's still inevitable. Some guys are just guys, some dudes are dudes, and they're not going to be into choosing the napkin color and picking the cake. They're just not. They're going to be like, whatever you want, babe, here's, you know, they're probably putting some of the bill. Here's my credit card. Like, do you do you? And don't feel bad about that. You you said yes to this person. He's your man and accept him for who he is. Some guys are just not into it. But if you happen to have a groom that's super involved, that's amazing. So accept him. Be honest with yourself. My third little point here is don't involve too many people in the decision-making process. I just did a reel about this regarding parents and the misconception that I have to do whatever my parents want for my wedding because they're helping or helping foot the bill or they're paying for the whole wedding or they're footing the entire bill. That is simply not true. So don't involve too many people. You have your groom. If he wants to get involved, involve him. There's obviously levels to that. He may want to be at every planning meeting. He might just want you to fill him in. You might want to be at every other planning meeting. He might want to be at the major ones, maybe the catering tasting, the venue walkthrough, or he may not want to be there at all. But just assess. Your groom, you may not even want, you may not even, he may want to be involved and you may think it's, you may find it's more stressful to have him there and you might just fill him in later. So you need to assess what's right for you depending on your personality, depending on who you are as a person, depending on your, just your personality type. Um, don't involve you know, other people you want to consider involving or not, parents, siblings, wedding party. Parents, I definitely say involve them. Involve them to an extent. I always like to have parents as a planner. I always say have parents come to the first planning meeting. That way they can voice their concerns, their preferences, their likes. Up front, my biggest pet peeve is when mom comes in like six months into the planning and then wants to change things or question budget. And like, totally understand mom. And like, bride is so lucky to have you, but I wish that you were here a little bit earlier to to talk about these things because now it makes not only I can change things, it doesn't really matter for me, but it's the bride now who's frustrated and she's crying at the floral meeting and mom is scrutinizing over the flowers that she chose and she liked when we originally talked about the design and it's just a hot mess. So we don't want, we don't want that. We don't like that. <laughs> Siblings and wedding party, you know, assess this, assess their personality, assess their energy. Like my niece, who's probably going to be in my wedding party, which she doesn't know officially, which whenever that time happens, um, she's like such a chill, calming energy that she's like the perfect person to come with me to like go dress shopping and to be at all my wedding things. But if you have some bridesmaids or even your sister who's in your wedding party and she's a little bit more extra, she might be a little bit more opinionated. She might be a little bit more on the negative side of things. I mean, assess. And it's all about communicating. You don't want to shut her out, but have these conversations like, hey, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z myself because you trigger me or whatever. You know, it's about communicating weddings, 
in and of themselves are already such an emotional time. So you don't want to ruffle any feathers, but it's also important to keep your boundaries and stay mentally sane during this time. So it's all about communicating. So that was don't involve too many people in the decisions. Okay. All right. I have two more for you. Number four is utilize your resources. There is so much literature, content, blogs, resources out there for brides. Utilize them. You shouldn't be stressed about your wedding. Again, this the whole topic is you don't need to be stressed about your wedding. Wedding planning doesn't have to be stressful. So again, there's so much content out there, but funnel in what is good and what is bad. So there's two points here. So first point is there's so much out there. Utilize it. If you have questions about what vendors you should be booking first, if you have questions about what kind of venue you should be booking, if you have budget questions, if you have any question can be answered online nowadays. So utilize that stuff and maybe read a little bit more. And which leads me to my next point is, and it might be an unpopular opinion, be careful with social media content. There's so many memes, TikToks, reels out there. And to me, honestly, I must say there's so many that kind of have a really negative vibe as far as how much weddings cost, the stress about weddings. I see a lot about the cost and I get the whole culture around social media. And I don't know, maybe this is because my age, I'm a little bit older, not that old, but I'm 32. So like, you know, TikTok and Reels, I didn't grow up with that. So I don't know. I feel like it's so helpful to have those resources. But then a lot of what I see is like perpetuating this negativity. And I know social media is about building community and being relate relatable and, and finding people that you can relate to. But I do feel like that collective energy can be really toxic at times. So just, just be careful. I understand the humor behind a lot of the reels and TikToks out there, but it can also be detrimental to your mental health. Can you can just you can start to spiral. So be careful. Last but not least, hire a planner. And I have some like interesting points here that are a little bit unconventional, probably not what you'll expect. So number one is don't wait until you have a date or a venue to hire a planner. I do so many consultations with brides and they say, let me wait till I get a date. Let me get, wait till I'm waiting for the venue to get back to me. I'm still looking for a venue. I'm still undecided. Like we are not your typical vendor. Of course, you're not going to book your photographer, your DJ before you book a date in a venue. But why wouldn't you book the person who's going to hold your hand through this whole process to alleviate some of that stress while you're going through the venue process, while while you're trying to figure all this stuff out? I've had a couple clients literally think they were getting married in Austin, Texas, and then we were even looking at Colombia, and then they (laughs) eventually settled on Costa Rica. And I'm like, just book me. I'm along for the ride. Like Most planners are going to be super flexible with date and with venue. And if they're not, definitely that's something to look at in their contract. But most are going to be so flexible and hire her first so she can help you navigate through all that wild, crazy time. That might be a few months, you know, that you can have a professional right by your side. She can also help you find that venue that's perfect. Make sure you're not spending too much money on your venue. Make sure that you are budgeting properly. Point out things with the venue that you may not have noticed. There's only so much that the venue manager will show you. And that your parents will, you know, point out or that you'll notice yourselves. And if you bring a planner to that process, it can be so much less stressful. 
it's really nice to have someone to bounce ideas off of, review contracts, like I said. And it's, you know, booking your venue is arguably the biggest decision of your wedding planning process. So do it right. All right. And then second point there is ask for a payment plan. You, your budget might still be up in the air. You might still be like trying to gather money from people that are kind of helping you piece the wedding planning together or paying for the wedding. I said that weird. Um, ask your, your planner for a payment plan. A lot of vendors probably will do this. I know we are so flexible with budget. I'm like, we take a 50% deposit, but girl, if you need to pay me once a month for 12 months, like all good with me, like at the end of the day, it equals the same amount. So that will alleviate so much stress. I mean, imagine thinking, okay, I have to put down, I have to come up with like four or $5,000 for a down payment on a planner versus what is our, our pricing. Let's say I'm calculating this. Give me a second. <laughs> yeah, it's like anywhere from like $500 to $700, even maybe less, $400 to $800 a month, which is a hefty bill a month. You know, that's like another car payment or another bill, <laughs> but it's a lot less daunting and a lot less intimidating than having to come up with a lump sum of like $4,000 or $5,000. So ask for a payment plan. Alrighty, ladies, there you have it. Those were my five tips to or reasons why wedding planning should not be stressful and doesn't need to be stressful. Let's recap. Number one, give yourself ample time, but not too much time. Number two, be honest with yourself. Number three, don't involve too many people in the decision making. Number four, utilize your resources. And number five, hire a planner and hire her early on. Alrighty, thank you so much for coming to the Leilani Method. If you want any specific topic, let me know. Comment here. I think you can comment here. Drop it in my DMs. I am going to be more active on here, I promise. So I really look forward to talking to you guys again soon. And I love you so much. Bye.